King said that darkness cannot drive out darkness. On this day, one year ago, a man was murdered on the pavement and a movement was reinvigorated. Now, one year later, how far have we really come? On this episode of Tree Finger, we honor George Floyd by discussing the art of nonviolence and how this will take our movement to the next level. Growing up in a small white town, I was unaware of the microaggressions and racism I faced until I became older, wiser, more attuned to history. For example, I now live in a white town again. I have a wife, a daughter. We own a house, we work multiple jobs, we own cars. We have fully assimilated to American culture. So tell me why each day my neighbors stare at me when I come home from work. They stare at me when I take my dog for a walk or visit the local Casey's. They stare at me while I'm mowing my lawn. In fact, neighbors actually stop and stare when I'm out working in the yard. This has me thinking. Here I am, a homeowner, a family man, yet I am still not good enough to be part of their society. My skin color simply will not allow me to live freely in a town dominated by whiteness. See, no matter what I do, I cannot fully be part of their society. In fact, I will take this a step further. They are actually, they actually hate me actively. They hate me for trying to live like them. And by they, I mean some whites. Upon further reflection, the seeds of nonviolence is my story. You see, Gandhi, Buddha, and Jesus all practice nonviolent protests. They use the power of loving their enemies to create allies and new understandings. They infuse knowledge with empathy and love to create change. In the late 50s, Martin Luther King learned from Bernard Ruskin, who was a leader in civil rights and an advocate for gay rights. Bernard taught Martin Luther King the ethics of nonviolence and how to apply this to the movement. Now, let me be clear. The American nonviolence movement owes a great debt to Bernard Ruskin. King used these concepts to form a strategy in the civil rights movement. Buddha once taught, if you can stay positive in a negative situation, you win. Well, Martin Luther King won by using this method of nonviolence. Through nonviolent protest, the civil rights movement broke the pattern of public facilities being segregated by race, at least officially. This protest also produced important and breakthrough equal rights legislations. So now is the time to go back to our roots with nonviolent protests and get police reform, education reform, and poverty reduction. We got to get that on the table in every government institution in America. We all know what the problem is. On a previous episode, I laid out the issues. The value gap persists and grows each day. All the things we marched about last summer, like the George Floyd bill for police reform, those things are still on the table. We don't have any victories yet. 
We must act now with nonviolence to get America to where it needs to be on matters of race. The underlying problem that prevents us from discussing race is racism. Let me repeat that. The problem that prevents us from discussing race and ultimately doing something about the problem on a government standpoint is racism. That is a fact. Racism is part of the American DNA. So how do we act and when do we act? Well, the time is now and how we act is nonviolent protests. On past podcasts, I discuss ways to protest. Those same rules apply to the nonviolent movement. For example, if you want to reach whites and make them uncomfortable, well, you must go where they are. Go to the small towns, go to the golf courses, go to the 4th of July celebrations, go anywhere that baked chicken is sold. I'm kidding about that one. But honestly, make those you want to affect uncomfortable to get the change you need. Be in their face and be nonviolent. Speak truth to power and do it to their face and watch and record the reactions for the world to see. Turn the mirror to nature and show the world how much blacks are trivialized in this country. Protest peacefully, stay nonviolent, but go where the whites are and make them uncomfortable. I mean, it's simple. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. So in order to change a person, we must meet them where they are. That is an art, and that art is used in nonviolence to make racists as mad as they are about me owning my home. (laughs) They don't want me to move to their block. Make racists uncomfortable. Record the reactions. Broadcast to the world and then repeat. Remember what Buddha said. If you stay positive in a negative situation, you win. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode of Tree Finger. Until then, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Peace and wisdom. Rest in peace, George Floyd.